do you ever feel like eventually everybody is going to catch on to you and figure out that you're really a fraud? This is a real thing and imposter syndrome can hold you back. If you feel like this, this show will help you learn how to get over that feeling and embrace success. Welcome to Adulting, the podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to Adulting. I am Harlan Landis, as usual. I am here with Miranda Marquit. How are you, Miranda? I'm doing okay. Uh, I feel like, you know, I, I might be, I, I might be a fraud, but I feel like I'm okay. So why do you feel that you might be a fraud? Well, because I have imposter syndrome tendencies. I actually, a lot of the time feel like I'm not as awesome as people tell me I am. And sometimes I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And people will figure out that you're not really what you think you are or they think you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my big fear right now is that, you know, you you ditch me on this show because <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> oh, stop. That. Not at all. You're great. I feel this way, too. Recently being thrown into a position um, that I wasn't expecting expecting to be thrown into a position of leadership within an organization. And I kind of was filling in for a hole that suddenly opened. And yeah, I probably don't deserve that or I'm not ready, but I'm doing a good job as far as I can tell and as far as people tell me. So I try not to worry about it too much. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, I certainly feel that it's a position that is better suited for someone else. And we feel that way about a lot of things in our lives, and especially when we start seeing some success. This is how I felt back when I was running Consumerism Commentary, a personal finance blog that I founded many years ago, started getting really popular. And I was like, why, why is everybody coming to me? You know, why, why do people want to spend their money on my, on my website? Why are advertisers interested? You know, I'm just doing this as a hobby. Um, you know, I don't have any particular set of skills that make this appropriate for me, but at the same time, I was still very successful at it. And it was hard to remember that I put a lot of work into it and that's why and I was good and that's why and it's not because I'm secretly, you know, hiding this this idea that that I'm not good at it. Yeah, and I think sometimes I have the same sort of fear. I'm like uh why why am I writing all of this stuff? Why do people come to me? Why are they giving me money to write things? And uh, isn't there somebody who's better suited to this? Isn't there somebody out there? And what happens when they discover that I suck? <laughs> when is this going to end? And and I think we all have those feelings of you know, feeling like we're not good enough or, or feeling that uh, we're hiding our true selves or our true failings from other people and what happens when they discover it and then reject us or the you know, or, or it ends. Right. 
right? It'll all be over. We're afraid of people figuring out, wait a minute, what are you doing here? This, you know, you don't belong here and you're done. And I think that's the big fear that everyone has. Yeah. And, and it's a real thing. So they've got a real name for it. Uh, it's called imposter syndrome or uh, fraud syndrome. Uh, one of the two of those. And it's a, it's a real thing. My ex-husband is a psychology uh, professor and he said it's a real psychological thing. It, it really exists, this this thing that they can look at and quantify, and it really affects your ability to succeed. Yeah. And you mentioned it's, you know, a psychology, it's, it's a psychological um, issue. And there have been some studies that show that there are certain psychological traits that cause, so to speak, um, imposter syndrome, um, such as perfectionism and neuroticism. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about this? Is is perfectionism kind of does does that sound familiar to you in terms of how you feel about yourself? Yeah, so I think one of the reasons that the correlation, I guess, between imposter syndrome and perfectionism is that you feel like you didn't do a good enough job. So why does everybody think it's great? And uh, to a certain degree, I, I sort of had this issue growing up where, you know, I didn't want to make mistakes. I, I, I felt bad if I made mistakes, uh, you know, we're trying to be uh, perfect or striving for this ideal and, and nothing feels good enough. And so I think that that's a very uh, real thing that can that can contribute to this imposter syndrome because you feel like, well, I make mistakes. I fail at things just like everybody else. Uh, So why should people look to me? Why should people think I'm successful when really uh, what I'm doing is far from perfect? Yeah. And I kind of have the similar experience where, you know, I always want to be good at whatever it is I'm doing. I don't want people to to look at me and, and say that I'm, you know, incapable or not, you know, and, and maybe that's a problem I have with, you know, wanting to be seen as, um, as capable. And maybe I don't need to really care about that all that much, but the bottom line is I do. And so I always want to, uh, be the best I can at whatever project it is that I'm doing. And, you know, at the same time, I've gotten better at recognizing my limitations and, and getting help when I need help and, uh, understanding that I'm not, uh, I can't do everything on my own. That's for sure. But a lot of it comes down to just this idea of, uh, working hard, maybe to make up for this idea that if I don't, people are going to realize that I'm not as good as, you know, I think I am or other people think I am. Uh, Well, I think you're awesome. So (laughs) I guess I just haven't found you out yet. Yeah, I guess not. (laughs) No, but having this feeling can really hold you back. So So some of the ways that this imposter syndrome can affect you and your ability to succeed in life and as a healthy adult includes uh, being less likely to volunteer for assignments beyond your comfort zone. Yeah, that's probably uh, the biggest thing is, right. you know, it's it, it's the it puts you out there and suddenly you're exposed and you if, if you feel that you don't deserve whatever it is that you're getting from what you're doing, then you don't want to be exposed because that's when people find out exactly what the truth is. Um, you know, it's like the it's like the soloist in, you know, in in a performance uh, with an orchestra or something like that. And you have to be perfect in order to be exposed at that type of level. 
the good thing is that most of life is not like an orchestra performance and you don't have to be perfect um, and you can be yourself and it is probably fine. And all the little things that happen that make you anxious and nervous uh, about whatever it is that you're exposed to doing um when you when you're exposed uh, it's you know these the, the people just don't notice it as much as you do because you're so familiar with what the expectations are yeah and i think one of the other issues that comes with being less likely to volunteer for these assignments when you're slightly out of your comfort zone is that this holds you back from growing as a person. One of the things about improving, growing as a person, becoming better and, and progress through life is you have to stretch. You, your best progress doesn't happen inside your comfort zone. And so when you have this fraud, fraud syndrome, this imposter syndrome that's sort of holding you back a little bit, you don't stretch and you don't grow and you and you do run a very real risk of not becoming the person that you would like to be ultimately. And so learning to overcome those feelings is very important if you want to grow as a person. Yeah. So, you know, you just want to have a little more self-confidence. And if there's any way to replace that uh, fear of exposure uh, with you know, there are certain tricks that you can that you can apply to your life so that you can ignore that a little bit and allow yourself to open up to these uh, to these growth opportunities, these uh, these ways to stretch beyond your comfort zone. Um, and, you know, maybe it starts by finding opportunities where the stakes aren't as high. Um, you can, you can, you can practice alone, whatever it is that you need to do, um, and get to the point where you're comfortable with whatever it is so that when you do do whatever the, (laughs) whatever the thing is in public, um, or, you know, on the job or for other people, then you're ready and you know what to expect. And sure, it's still nerve wracking and can still cause anxiety, but at least you've you've put in the work to to try to figure out what it is that you need to do in order to succeed with this particular stretch task. Yeah. And part of I I like that you mentioned anxiety, because sometimes having this imposter syndrome can cause this sort of anxiety in your life that spills over and it can cause problems in your relationships with your self-confidence. You have the worry and the stress that comes with it uh, can can even affect your health because you're so worried about uh, maintaining this facade and and so worried about what's going to happen that it can really start to impact other areas of your life if it becomes too crippling. Yeah, just be the honey badger. That's right. (laughs) And and this happens too, kind of in relationships a little bit because uh, what happens, you're trying to present your best self and what happens when the person finds out who you really are, right? Can that be the end of your relationship? Are you worried about that? Does that mean that you don't let your guard down and... um, and, and to a certain degree, you know, there were there were points uh, in my own relationship with my ex where uh, and this was later on in the marriage where we were both kind of going through different changes personally. But we weren't sharing with each other because we were afraid of being found out about these changes. And so uh, it 
I think contributed in a very real way to the end of our marriage because we were afraid of being found out. We were afraid of what happens if, if the other person discovered, oh, well, they're really not that same person anymore. And instead of talking about it, we, we sort of tried to hide it. And that can happen too in later relationships. So it's not just about what you're doing with work and what you're doing uh, to succeed in your career, but it can also be your relationships. Yeah. And when you mentioned, um, putting on your, you know, you know, your best face and, and being the, showing people the, the only the best sides of yourself. I think, you know, that, that, that can lead directly into feeling like an imposter because you are not showing the world the true you. And there's a lot of pressure to, be this idealized version of ourselves, or at least put that image forward, especially on social media, especially if you're a business person who's trying to build up your brand, your personal brand. You want to show everybody how good you are. You want you want everyone to have all these personal testimonials about you and about how good you are or what you do. And it feels like lying because you know that these are promotional. It's a promotional way to, to, to live your life. And, and you know what, it, it probably should feel a little bit like lying because it is. Um, so one way to get over, I mean, that doesn't mean you should feel like an imposter. I mean, it just feels like you're not being authentic with the world. Um, and you, you can't always be a hundred percent authentic if you're primary concern is your bottom line and you have to build a business based on your based on your image so um it's really important to have those relationships where you can be open and honest and and fully uh fully expose yourself and who you are including the this idea that you feel insecure and uh feel like you're you know feel you have this imposter syndrome um so just be open about everything, uh, especially to the people who are closest to you, but be honest when you're presenting yourself to the world, whether it's social media or uh, branding on your website, if that happens to be something you do. Um, just just be who you are and you won't feel this. You, you won't feel as much as the of the anxiety of being an imposter um, unless, of course, you're a psychopath. In which case, that's not a problem at all. But uh, yeah, so one of the things that you have to watch out for and that can bring you into a spiral is when you have setbacks. And I think this feeds back into the perfectionism we were talking about a little bit. We feel like we've struggled with something or if we've had a failure or some sort of a setback, oh, we really aren't that great. And we really are imposters and maybe people shouldn't think we're awesome. Uh, But and we tend to look at that and say, oh, well, this setback proves that I am a fraud. I am not who I think I am or who other people think I am. And that can start a downward spiral. But is that really the case? Does a setback really prove that you're an imposter? No, not at all, because everybody has setbacks um, from big ones to small ones. Um, You know, the the most successful business people that we know are people who have had most likely many, many failures. Um, Of course, they don't necessarily advertise those failures all the time and they don't tell people about them but chances are there's a lot of failures behind every success going the other way there are certainly people who do talk about their failures and how their failures have led to their successes uh, so you find people going in both directions there so it's not to say that people always try to hide the fact some people actually use the fact of their failures to help 
boost their future successes, which is fine. I mean, you know, it's it's all it's all great. I mean, failure is a part of life. Uh, the road to success is not a straight line. Um, sometimes it zigzags and there are going to be failures along the way. Uh, before I started consumerism commentary, there are many other blogs that I started, not for business reasons, but just because I was interested in a variety of different things. But none of them really picked up an audience until consumerism commentary. Um, I had been blogging for for 10 years, almost 10 years before I started Consumerism Commentary in 2003. Uh, so there was a lot of stuff going on beforehand. The path to creating this awesome site was not without road bumps and blockades and failures. Um, it's just, it, it all depends on how you look at it. You know, you just don't want to get bogged down by setbacks. Um, they're not evidence that you're a fraud. They're not evidence that you're an imposter. They are a natural course of doing what you're doing towards your goal, whatever it happens to be. And I think that that's one of the first things you have to do when you're trying to get around imposter syndrome. Once you recognize that you have this feeling of, you know, fraud and you're worried about people kind of finding you out, uh, the first step is to look around and say, okay, well, wait a minute. Uh, I really am normal and let's accept this. And let's realize that just because I had a setback doesn't mean, you know, I don't have to be perfect all the time. So uh, that's one way to start getting around imposter syndrome and start overcoming those feelings that come with it. Yeah. And I think it's important to keep in mind that if you didn't feel like an imposter in what you're doing, it probably means that you're overly confident. Um, and if you you know believe you're the right person, if you we always say that we're the right person for a job when we're looking for you know when we're looking to get hired for a job. But once you're on it and you start seeing success that you feel is beyond what you deserve, if you felt like that it was something that you deserve, then you're probably a little overconfident and overestimating your your abilities. So having that you know, a little bit of anxiety or at least a little bit of a feeling that you aren't a hundred percent right or a hundred percent sure of what you're doing. That means that you're probably okay. And it's those people who are totally overconfident, who are either compensating for real deficiencies or just, uh, or just completely unaware of the situation around them. Yeah, for sure. And I think another thing that can help as well, and going along with that idea of overconfidence and arrogance is, uh, are you expressing gratitude? You know, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging, hey, you know, I did a good job on this and I'm grateful for the situation that put me put me where I am. There's nothing wrong with that. And and saying, you know, expressing that gratitude and saying, there's there's been help in my life and, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, but that doesn't you know diminish your success in any way. Yeah, I think there's some fear that expressing gratitude for other people will make it seem like you're weak or that you couldn't do it on your own. Um, but gratitude is so important to feeling putting out gratitude helps you feel good about yourself and feel that you're going about things the right way. And it really helps your self-esteem in a way that is helpful um, for you in the long run and not hurtful. Uh, so, so yes, uh, absolutely uh, take this approach of gratitude so that you don't, you, you don't value yourself too highly and you don't value yourself um, too lowly either. 
Yeah. And part of this is, is learning how to deal with success appropriately and saying, OK, uh, because part of part of imposter syndrome is you look at success and you start analyzing and saying, well, do I deserve this? Uh, why am I having this success and, and not somebody else who works harder or, or is smarter or more talented? Because the reality in our society is, is as much as we like to uh, talk up how merit based everything is, uh, sometimes and a lot of the time uh, there's a lot of there's an element of being in the right place at the right time, uh, recognizing that opportunity and taking it. Uh, and there's always going to be somebody who's smarter or more talented or who even works harder. And uh, how can you get that success? And you need to learn how to deal with that and learn to say, OK, yeah, so um, perhaps I don't necessarily you know, deserve. I mean, I know I've had a lot of opportunities that have come in my way that maybe I didn't necessarily like deserve, but I recognized them and I pounced on them and then I worked hard afterward. So I think, I think part of that saying, okay, um, you know, I've got this success now, what am I going to do with it? Sure. And, you know, a lot of people look for help in the self-help industry. um, And that can actually do more harm than good. Uh, There's been a study that shows that if you have low self-esteem in the first place, and then you try doing some of the typical self-help advice, like these affirmations and telling yourself that you're good enough and everything. It's you, you feel like you're putting on an act. You don't believe the things that you're saying and you actually feel worse about yourself when it's all said and done instead of allowing, you know, these these uh, phrases that you repeat, like I'm good enough uh, or, you know, I, I, I can I can handle all my problems today. Uh, you know, I'm going to have, uh, you know, today's going to be a better day than yesterday. And if, of course it will be. But you know, if, 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 if you struggle with believing this in the first place, you're not going to believe it anymore by saying it over and over. In fact, you're going to believe it less and less because it becomes just this thing that you do uh, to try to help yourself. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of an issue too, with the self-help is, is you have this idea of, you have to strike this balance, I think in life to the point where you're like, well, um, you you don't want to try and have this perfectionism. You need to overcome this feeling of fraud and and where you're coming from. But at the same time, uh, sitting here saying, oh, I'm just fine the way I am is kind of a stopping point to progress. And we really do want to be striving to improve ourselves. And there's kind of a balance you have to strike there uh, in, in overcoming imposter syndrome and saying, yeah, I really am you know, good at this or I'm good at my job, but there's still room for improvement. And there's that balance that needs to, to happen. And a lot of the time, like you said, with the self-help, sometimes it's just fluffy motivation techniques and you're like, I can do this. And then you take on more than you really can and then you fail and then you feel even worse. Yeah, I mean, everybody takes uh, the uh, motivation techniques differently, and I've just never been the type of person where they work on me. I mean, I I am just, maybe I'm too cynical. Maybe I see through everything. Maybe I realize that the self-help industry is more about profits than actually helping. Um, <laughs> you know, I just as anything would would and really should be in a capitalistic society. I'm, I'm not complaining about that people are out there trying to make money. Um, you know, we're, we, we're putting together a podcast as well and we're helping people. We hope. We hope. Uh, <laughs> But it is uh, certainly, you know, it's there's certainly a lot out there for people who are trying to help. I just 
I, I feel like, you know, a more thoughtful approach and not the brainwashing is what works. And when you're trying to brainwash yourself that you're you're good enough and you deserve it, um, then it it, it, it just falls flat for me and probably a lot of other people as well. Yeah, for sure. So if you want to move beyond the fluffy motivation techniques and move on, uh, what are some things you can do now to overcome imposter syndrome without falling into uh, this trap? Well, I mean, the first thing is to figure out and acknowledge the things that you are good at. The things that you are that you truly are good at, which and you might not really be able to self evaluate this. Um, you really have to go and trust other people, trust them for honest feedback, and figure out what you are good at and where you need to improve. And when you have some real information, you can use that to kind of guide how you feel about things instead of just you know this this general feeling of, oh, I don't, I don't deserve this success or, oh, I don't belong in this position or I don't have the skills or I don't have the experience or I don't have the education to really do what I'm doing right now. What's going to happen when everyone finds out? Um, the, the more facts you have, um, about yourself from other people, from other people's perspective, and you have to trust those perspectives, then the the better you'll start to feel about it. Yeah. And, and I think along with that is while you're acknowledging what you're good at, you also need to recognize that there's a learning curve and you don't have to jump in and be perfect at something first thing uh, or even ever really, but uh, recognize that there's a learning curve and progress is okay. And then while you're at it, make sure that you mark your progress and rather than trying to uh, get hung up on the end, you know, the end uh, a result of, oh, eventually I'll be perfect at this. Uh, mark your prog- progress and acknowledge where you've improved. And I think that that can help you kind of move beyond as well. Yeah. And along those lines, don't don't worry so much about perfection. Um, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of discussion and a lot of research about satisficers, versus maximizers and maximizers will try to do, uh, you know, only, only satisfied with the best and satisficers where are people who are more interested in, you know, just doing what they need to do in order to, um, you know, be good and then move on to the next thing. And I think finding the right balance is important, but you, you want to stay away from the perfection side of things as much as possible because perfection is an impossible goal. It's better to just do something really well, focus on that, um, move on to the next thing and do that well too. And don't worry so much about people discovering every little flaw. Uh, you, uh, you probably notice more of the flaws yourself than anyone else would. So we have a listener question. As always. As always. So make sure you send your questions. If you have a question, send it in and we'll uh, try and answer it on the show or on the website or in the Facebook community group. And you can do that at adulting.tv slash ask or in our Facebook community group. Yes. So the question is, I feel like no matter how well I do something, someone else does it better. How do I get around the feeling of uh, being a failure when I look at others? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you this. You're right. No matter what you do, there's always going to be someone in the world who does it better than you. Um, There are very few people who are the absolute indisputed best 
at whatever it is you're doing. The chances of you being the best in the world at something um, are there's always some little thing that you're probably the best in the world at, but it's probably not something that's all that, you know, there aren't other people trying to be whatever it is that you're best in the world at. If, however, you're trying to say, set a world record for the 500 meter dash or something like that, chances are you're not going to be the best in the world at that. I'm sorry. Those of you listening in, (laughs) I, the, the likelihood of the one person in the world who is best at that particular thing is listening to this podcast. uh, Chances are pretty low. So (laughs) just getting that out of the way, uh, chances are that someone is going to be better than you. And, you just have to stop caring about that because you don't have to be the best in the world at something. It's just this, 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 you know, this unicorn, this goal that doesn't, that, that is unattainable that you shouldn't be setting for yourself set. I'm, I'm all for setting goals that are high, but also goals that are achievable in this world. That's, <laughs> that's what it comes down to. I mean, you just have to forget this idea that, you know, even that you have to be the best. And if you're not the best, then you might as well be worthless. Um, that's, that's not the case. So, so yeah, I mean, do you have any tips for kind of getting around that feeling? Um, or is it just this thing that you just have to, you know, just accept the idea that, that this is, that you're not going to be the best and be who you are and do the best you can. Uh, and if you're going to compete with someone, compete with yourself. So you're always improving. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, it doesn't have to be a competition. Uh, yeah, okay, there are plenty of other people out there who write better than I do. And uh, I, I don't need to compete against them. You know, I, I work at my own craft. I, I try to become a better writer. And I, I try to do a good job with the clients that I have. And I, I don't sit around spending my time looking for, you know, other people, you know, I do like to read better writing than what I do because it can help me and I can learn from it. And that's the other thing, uh, rather than saying, looking at somebody who does it better and saying, oh my gosh, I'm such a failure because I'm not as good as this person. Uh, look at them and how they do it and say, what can I learn from them? I don't have to beat them, but what can I learn from them to be better as a person and progress on my, uh, make progress on my own. And I think you make a good point. If you're going to compete, let's compete against yourself. Let's compete about against who you were yesterday and the day before that, rather than worrying about whether or not you're better than someone else. Uh, because if your entire self esteem, your self worth lies in how how you are compared to somebody else or whether you're better than everybody else is you're just going to be sad all the time because there's almost always moving to me somebody who's better at something. And you know what? It doesn't go away. Even if you are the best in the world, you could be, you know, the Pulitzer prize winning journalist and still feel like you could have done a better job or there are other people who deserved it. It just doesn't go away. So just accept this idea that there are people who are, better and more skilled, more educated, more experienced, uh, more recognized, more popular. It's <laughs> you, you, you can't be all of it, right? You just you, you can't. So so don't worry about what other people do and just focus on yourself. Well, improving yourself. 
Right. So what do you think? Do you think that getting over imposter syndrome is as easy as just saying, well, I'm not going to compare myself to others anymore? What do you think? Come and join us on our Facebook community. Uh, Tell us about a time you felt like a fraud and what you did to overcome that or if you're still working on it. Uh, And let us know if you think that perfectionism is really part of this whole this whole thing. Uh, Come and join the discussion on our Facebook group. And while you're at it, make sure you visit adulting.tv for more great resources on being an adult and moving forward with your life. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Twitter and make sure you join us next week for more great tips on how to be a grown up. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv.